Time to take flight with Audio Airstrike. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is another edition of Audio Airstrike. I'm Everett Hall McNeil. And we are on the countdown not only to Christmas, but also to the new year in 2019. But before that, let's get to these topics. First of all, we have gotten shocking news. Well, I shouldn't say not too shocking if you know about this person, Dwight Howard, who is facing under gay and transgender rumors. Now, the rumor is, is that a gay man by the name of Mason put NBA star Dwight Howard on blast for allegedly being in a relationship and alleged attending transgender sex parties. Now, according to Mason, they talked, they met up. He was really into Dwight. The two allegedly began a romantic relationship. Things reportedly went sour after Howard allegedly started hooking up with someone else and wanted Mason to sign a non-disclosure agreement. After he refused, Dwight's camp, Dwight's camp allegedly started threatening him, which forced Mason to put everything on blast. All right, look, this is my opinion on this. Do I think Dwight Howard is gay or transgender? If he is, that's his business. That's something that I'm not going to get involved with. Uh, I'm not going to be chatty patty about it. You know, um, instead of calling him Superman, he should come out with a cape and have the symbol of the big T on his chest instead of S. <laughs> Look, all jokes aside, I'm going to let that man live. Um, I don't really, I don't really understand why this day in 2018 people hide, uh, their sexual orientation, especially people are more aware of it. People are more accepting of it. You know, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, I still, in a lot of ways feel like evidence of people trying to hide something like this to me, it makes it feel like that there are some aspects of, sexual orientations that are still taboo to people uh, based on, you know, their uh, background or where they came from. But also I think the one of the biggest reasons as to why he kind of hid this was probably the backlash he would get from fellow players or fellow friends. You know, every, you know, when you're in certain situations, you know, you take into account, okay, what are my friends going to think of this? Um, but in terms of this man, it's one of those things where, you know, you might as well just come out and say it. If you're if you're doing stuff like this, man, you might as well just live your truth. I don't know why people are, you know, going leaps and bounds trying to hide something. And what you end up doing is you end up making it more of a big deal than it actually is. So that's just my two cents. Um, I can't really say I'm surprised, but we're going to see where this goes. Well, it's going to be kind of funny if we hear any more to this story. Also, what happened over Thanksgiving, Jordan Lucas versus Tory Lanez. Now, keep in mind, folks, they don't have no personal beef. This is like beefing for a sport. You get what I'm saying? So when you have Tory Lanez, who is known for his R&B, his singing, his, that kind of style, mixing it mixing it up with trap beats and i think he shocked i think he shocked a lot of people because a lot of people were still foreign to the fact that he can actually rap now for my opinion i think joiner obviously is the better rapper 
And I feel like on the Liddy Freestyle, I think Joyner got the edge on Tory. But I think the second track that Tory put out, I think he got the edge on Joyner. I feel like with this particular beef or this particular back and forth, it feels like a stalemate to me. Um, I feel like Joyner took this first round. I feel like Tory took the second one. Um, you know, but if I had to lean, if I had to pick a decisive winner, it would be Joyner by like a slight edge because the Liddy freestyle, I feel like went in. I felt like he should have released the Liddy freestyle last to make him look like more, more of the decisive winner. But, um, I mean, I think he got, I think he got the edge on this, uh, back and forth. Uh, not by a long shot, though. I think Tory was like a close second. You know, I'm I'm not doubting uh, Tory Lane's talent, uh, but I think in terms of this, I think Joyner has a slight, slight uh, edge over Tory in this back and forth. So that's my two cents. Um, I think the I think it was good for hip hop. I think we're finally getting back to a space where, you know, beef and bars mean something again. Uh, whether it's for sport or for personal, um, I think that we're starting to get back to that point. So it's good to see that. Speaking of stalemates, Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury, as those of you who may know, the fight ended in a draw. But before the fight over this past weekend, Dante Wilder basically ripped into a reporter over racism. Now, for those of you who saw the viral video that happened, Dante Wilder had a very, very, very furious look on his face. And you can see the pain on his face in terms of talking about racism and how African-Americans have had to deal with this for 400 years and counting. Anybody who. Let me let me start off by saying this, though, an injustice to one person is an injustice to everybody. Um especially when it is made fully aware on the person's face. When you see the plights of injustice that has torn the psyche of a man, you see it on Dante Wilder's face. And it's not just his face, but it's also the face of many African-American males and also African-American women, which is why he reacted to Radio Rahim in the way that he did. Because I'll say this, the effects of what happened in those days affected five, six generations of African-Americans. When you really dove in, when you really dive in and really think about it, it has affected many lives in a negative way. It has affected the lives of people um, all over this country because sadly there are still people that view African-American males and females as uh, monsters for some reason, as lesser than for some reason. And it is very disheartening as somebody who is African-American to be in the midst at times in certain situations and to see people react that way. So I think the reason why he was very, very, very upset was because of the fact that, you know, how come I got to keep on repeating myself? How come I got to keep on uh, telling people about this? 
There's Google now. They can look this stuff up. However, there are people that for whatever reason and 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 let me let me also talk about the other side to this. Maybe that reporter was trying to give him the layup to tell that side. But from Dante Wilder's perspective, that reporter was acting like he was in the second place. That reporter was inside the house of a plantation in his mind. You know, so you have these two different perspectives that are colliding against each other. So it's 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 very it's something that I understand too well. It's something that needs to be addressed and it needs to keep being addressed in order to invoke positive change. Um, not everybody. Let me tell you something. Uh, I think us as a people, we are not a negative people. We are not a people that like to see destruction or we're, we're not the type of people we like to see our, our folks self-destruct each other. Um, it is very, very disheartening for us as a people to hear some of the negative things about us. And we're not even given a chance um, to really display uh, the very essence of who we are. And if we do display the very essence of who we are, it constantly gets scrutinized. So I can understand Dante Wilder's pain. I can understand why he reacted the way he reacted. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, where this goes from here, even after the fight, even after the draw. Is there going to be a rematch? If so, is the rematch going to be more uh, race targeted? I hope not. You know, Um, know, it's going to be interesting to see. But we definitely, um, I should say, uh, those of you who, anybody who is well aware of what Dante Wilder was talking about, you definitely know the pain um, that he's going through and also can see the pain on his face. So I would just take this time out to say this. You guys need to really take into account to judge somebody on the content of their character and not by the color of their skin or their background. That's really, at this point, that's the best thing that I could say, Um, almost reminiscent of what Dr. King said many years ago. You need to focus on the character over the color. You need to focus on the principles instead of the pigmentation of somebody's skin. So with that being said, I do understand Dante Wilder's pain. Um, He recently had a tie he recently had a fight in a draw with Tyson Fury so could there possibly be a rematch I think so I think people are going to want to see it um so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks moving on we're going to talk about Meek Mill's championship album review now I have some favorites on this album and I'll, I'll say this Meek Mill has one of the best albums out this year and is possibly the best Meek Mill album I've heard. And I'm not trying to say that as hype. I'm not trying to say this as in the moment because I've had a couple days to sit with this album and I replayed some tracks. Um, Some of my favorites include Intro, On Me, What's Free sticks out to me. Very, very, very interesting track. Um, 
respect the game. Championships is another favorite of mine. Um, Almost slipped talking about his relationship with Nicki Minaj. That was eye-opening. 24-7 featuring LMA. Awesome, awesome R&B track. And then Cold Hearted 2. Those are my favorites that stick out to me. Um, In terms of the intro, I am a huge, a huge Phil Collins fan, especially the track in air. Um, For Meek Mill to turn around and switch this up, or whoever his producer is that switched this up, awesome, awesome way to switch that up. I love how the beat rides. Um, On Me featuring Cardi B, that's a nice club record. Um, if you want to, you know, if you out there trying to turn up, that's a nice, that's a nice hype record. What's free? A uh, lot to unpack in terms of what's free for that particular track with Rick Ross, uh, which is rumored, or I think it's being discussed that Rick Ross do a shot at six, nine. Um, basically it was a verse saying your purple hair got them, uh, maggots, but with the F, uh, before it. Got them. Uh, I don't want to say the f the other f word out of respect for those who are of LJ LGBT uh, community. You know, he threw aside at six nine, saying that you know the purple hair got these maggots uh, chasing you, and then Jay Z's verse, which has been the talk of a lot of uh, a lot of well respected hip hop rappers around the country. He had a lot to say. He had a lot to unpack. Anything that Jay says, the whole hip hop community follows. And can we cut this debate short and just say that he is the greatest rapper of all time? Now, if anybody's hearing this and disagrees, I don't have a problem in another episode down the line or soon to talk about who the greatest rapper is of all time if there are people that want to have a dispute or discussion about that i don't have a problem getting a round table together and talking about who should be the greatest rapper of all time all right for this guy to be 50 some years old and to put out the lyrics that he's putting out the way he puts them out how he moves the total package is there and you definitely see that again in what's free now respect the game um, very eye-opening track. Um, Meek opens up about his life in a lot of these tracks. Um, how he overcame poverty, how he overcame the streets, how he overcame jail. Um, there were a lot of people that were counting him out. And I'll be honest, I was starting to be on that count him out train. I was like, I don't look, I don't know if he can make it through all this. But he rebounded. He got himself together. He got the help he needed. And now he's on his championship uh, sprint. And you can see it here with this album. Um, In terms of five out of five stars, I'll give it a 4.5. You know, I think it was I think it's a solid album. I think it's his best album. And I am looking forward to more things that he has in store. It's, It's good to see him in this mature state. And standing up for criminal justice reform, or I should say standing up for prison reform mainly. Um, but he, there's, he, he's only one voice. And don't get me wrong, his voice has influence. He has a large following. This is something that we, we all know. But he needs more help. And we need to 
really, really get down to um, what is going to be the meats and potatoes of really invoking change. You know what I'm saying? So I'm totally happy that he is standing up for what's right, that he's coming out with this album. He deserves it. He's put a lot of work in. He's done exactly what he's supposed to do. And I think it's awesome. Um, so in terms of the championship album, I'll give it a 4.5 out of five stars. Um, so shout out to Meek Mill, the whole team for putting this masterpiece together. So this was a really dope album. I'll go back and listen to it. It's really nice. Now, moving on, um, I recently saw Creed 2. So I just want to kind of give my review and what I thought about the movie. Um, let me start off with saying this. Michael B. Jordan and his acting. Now, I've talked with some friends of mine. And people either really love the guy or they really don't like the guy. From an acting perspective, it has nothing to do with his personal life, has nothing to do with how he is as a person. He's, he's a, from what I'm hearing, he's a stand up guy as a person. When it comes to the craft of acting, some people are really high on him and some people are just not. They feel some people feel like he's going through the motions and some people feel like, you know, he, he does really well. This is a little bit of a hot take for me because in this movie, I see there are some scenes where because the emotion and because of the situation he's in is heightened, it pushes him to really invoke that emotion. And then there's other scenes where it's more chill. You really don't see that intensity in his acting at times. I felt like he was more, he showed more intensity in black Panther from a conflict perspective more than he did in Creed two. That's just me. Now, in terms of the storyline, I think the storyline, perfect, executed well. Um, you have Ivan Drago, who's allowed to show his human side. Dolph Lunger did an excellent job uh, displaying that and the sense of loss that he felt. He felt like he was uh, abandoned by his own country and that his son is going to follow through through his footsteps. And then for the tie at the end. Now, for those of you who have not seen this yet, you're going to hear a couple of spoiler alerts. I'm just warning you because I'm just going to keep on going. All right. So. The arc of tying in now, for those of you who. For those of you who saw Rocky, I think it was. Let me see which Rocky it was. I don't know if it was three or four. Was it three? Looking it up real quick. Was it three? Okay, so Rocky. Yeah, it was Rocky four. So in Rocky four. In Rocky four. Sylvester Stallone does not throw in the towel for Apollo Creed's wishes. Um, Apollo Creed tells him, look, don't throw in the towel. And he doesn't, which lead to Apollo Creed's death in Rocky Four. Now, fast forward to Creed Two. Adonis Creed beats up Ivan Drago's son so bad that it forces Ivan Drago 
to throw in the towel for his son. You want to talk about bringing everything full circle? That's how the huge conflict ends. Adonis Creed comes back from an injury and does that. Not for his father's avengement, but he does it more for so for his family. Um, he learns kind of how to stand up on his own two feet to face adversity and also learns how to be a father in the process. So in a nutshell, in terms of five stars, I would give Creed a 3.5. Um, I think it's a solid film. I don't have any problems with it. Um, there are some things that, you know, like I said before, and this is just, I mean, I said, like I said, that hot take earlier, I feel like Michael B. Jordan, I feel like he showed more intensity and more range of emotion in Black Panther than he did here. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, so, uh, but I, outside of that, everybody else did a good job. Um, Sylvester Stallone always does a stand-up job as Rocky. Um, Felicia Rashad uh, does an excellent job at playing Adonis Creed's mother. And then everybody else involved, it was it was a really well-done film. Speaking of films, so this is what's on tap. And I'm going to pull this up for you guys just so I can give you guys the utmost um, update on what's going on here. So this is what's coming out in 2019 from Disney. We have The Lion King, we have Aladdin, we have Dumbo, we have Toy Story 4, we have Frozen 2. The Avengers movie will be out. We don't know what title, the exact title it is yet. Uh, And Kim Possible as well. Now, here's the issue that I have. Why are there so many remakes and not enough new film concepts? Is it because they're all reliable? Is it because that it's guaranteed to put some butts in some seats over a new concept that nobody knows about? My issue is with this is it boils down to the audience. I hear it from countless people that aren't even movie buffs that'll be like, we're sick and tired of remakes. We just want new content. We want new something new, something fresh, something, a new idea, something, anything. Can we get a new idea going? And me as a as a film connoisseur, as a guy who respects the art, I'm sitting there going, if they start pushing film more new film concepts into the theaters, are you guys going to come out, show up and show out for these new concepts and for these new films that will be coming out? Or are you just going to show up for the remakes because they're the remakes? You can't say I'm tired of the remakes 
then don't show up for the new fresh ideas that are coming out. Because what you're telling the studios is then that, oh, only people come out for the remakes versus the new film concepts. So we're not going to give these people that have these new film, these new film concepts a chance. That is the weird conundrum that we're in today in terms of film, in terms of uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the battle between box office film and independent film. You know, you it's one of those situations where, you know, people say they get tired of remix, but there's a reason why they keep coming out. It's all reliable. You know, it's very it's 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 they rely studios rely on what is going to make me cash if I put out if I spend a hundred million dollars on this remake, how am I going to make that black? How am I going to make that back plus plus more? You know what I mean? So here, it, this is the dilemma. And then another thing on top of that is that puzzles me is why aren't studios trimming down the budgets and just focusing on story? Instead of blowing five, 500 million, 200 million of your money, why not cut the budgets in half Work on story alone and instead of focusing on the big name people and focusing on we got to get a big name on this for this to sell. Just focus on the people that are talented enough to fit the role. Is that hard? It shouldn't be that hard, right? That's 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 my two cents on that. When it comes to remakes and versus new film concepts, if we want new, fresh ideas in film, we have to be out in the box office or out on demand or out when it's put out. We have to be there. We have to support it. We have to put our dollars towards it in order for the studios to realize that, hey, people want new concepts. They want new, fresh ideas. Let's invest our money into producing more films with new concepts. That's what it's going to boil down to, ladies and gentlemen. So fellow moviegoers, those of you who's the casual movie fan that just wants to sit down and enjoy yourself, figure out what you want to do. All right. So this has been another edition of Audio Airstrike. Um, for those of you who tune in every week, we thank you. And until next time, we'll check you and see you next episode with another set of good topics. Take care. Take care.